Hello, hello. Welcome back to Is This Real Life with Lindsay. Today I have a super fun guest also named Lindsay. Lindsay is a good friend of mine from when I used to work at Lululemon. She's here today to kind of talk about career transition, life transition, pivoting, and facing adversity when it's hard to figure out what you want to do with your life pretty much. So Lindsay, go ahead. Say hello. Yes. Hi. Hi, Lynn. Thank you so, so much for having me. I'm so honored to be on this podcast. Um, I just, I really am just inspired by you and like love what you're doing and the content that you're putting out, like truly. Um, so I'm super, super grateful to be here. Um, but yes, my name is Lindsay, spelled with an E, not an A. Uh, sorry, Lynn. But yeah, so I am an East Coast girl at heart. So I'm from New York. Um, I graduated from the University of Virginia down in Charlottesville, and I that's where I met my now fiance Brian. Yes, um, so. yes. So shout out Brian. He's not on the podcast. I know he's so jealous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like already upset that I'm on this. Um, <laughs> Maybe but, sometime. But uh, he was like, "How did you make it on the podcast before me?" I'm like, "Okay, relax." <laughs> like, <laughs> she's my friend. Um, but yeah, so I met so I met him down at UVA, and then so he's in the Air Force. So he got an assignment out in Kansas City, and that's what brought us uh, to the Midwest. So, and that's uh, where I met you, Lynn, at Lulu here in yes. Uh, so, I guess like going off of that, I wanted to go through a little bit about your career path. You've had some yes. pivots, and I feel like. You have a few more years of wisdom than I and you and I have been able to really connect about, you know, changing the direction of your life and the path of what you want to do with your life in terms of career and just in general. And obviously, like with Brian's job and whatnot, you guys kind of have to move around and everything like that. So I think that that's kind of put you through different obstacles, but that have led you to the right spot. So I kind of want you to touch on your story of where you are and everything like yes. that. Well, it's a long story. So definitely uh, buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking back, about, relax. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your seatbelt on. Um, <laughs> chill, like, yeah. So, but um, yeah, it's been a journey for sure. Um, and I must say, and I, I, you know, I'll, before I start, I will say Lynn's like, so I'm 32, you are 23, right? Yes. Yeah. And I, and again, I'm just so impressed, like the wisdom that you have at 23, like truly, like as someone who is like almost 10 years older than you, that yeah. like, it really is, I think, a testament to you. And I almost want to like pick your brain and be like, okay, how did you become who you are at such a young age? Because I feel like there are people that are my age that just don't have the same wisdom, wisdom totally. and maturity as you. And it really, I think, just goes to show to who you are and probably the experiences that you've gone through. So yeah. yeah, by no means am I an expert on change or navigate, like I'm still navigating my career path and everything, but I feel like I have had like unique mm-hmm. um, path in my twenties um, that I can provide some sort of insight or just like the lessons and things that I have learned. Yeah. Um, so yeah. From the two different perspectives to be able to kind of like bounce our different journeys off of each other. And like, I've, like I said, like when we've had conversations about it in the past, like how similar, but also unique and different our experiences have been, we'll be able to kind of like tell a test to like, okay, you can be in your thirties and still be deciding what you want to do. And you can yes. be in your twenties and still be undecided, obviously, you know, so. A hundred percent. And yeah. I, 
Yeah, and I think there is this pressure um, to have it all figured out or like to have a quote unquote plan. And then I think as you get older, you realize you're like, fuck the plan. Like, there is no plan. Like, you can't really have a plan. And yeah, and I'll, so yeah, I wonder if I should just just dive right into it. I'm into Um, it, bro. Yeah. Okay. We're going in. Um, okay. So I, so like I said, so I'm from New York. I grew up outside of New York city in the suburbs in Westchester, about an hour North of New York city, um, went to high school there. And then I went to school at American university in Washington, DC. Um, and kind of from there, I realized is where kind of things changed or kind of went off the beaten path. So I went to school in DC Um, upon reflection, I think I realized I kind of went for the wrong reasons. Um, so I actually originally really wanted to go to Boston college in Boston. Um, I applied early action. I got deferred, didn't get in. Um, and I really didn't apply to that many schools. Like thinking back, I'm like, man, I really should have done my research. I think I applied to like five or six schools. I only applied one. That's Oh, there you go. Okay. So I get it. So I yeah, I'm like, okay, I probably should have done my research, kind of like visit the schools. I I think I was like too nonchalant about the whole college process in general. And I'm also so I'm I have an older sister, she kind of went through it. And I think my parents a little bit more hands off, which is totally fine. Like I like, but I think looking back anyway, so I go to school at American. Um, My sister actually went there and I got a really decent like scholarship there. So Mm -hmm. um, I definitely had like that financial incentive. And then my dad really like he's traveled all around the world. Like he's a big proponent of traveling and like um, big cities. And, you know, we grew up outside New York city. So he kind of pushed me to go to school in an urban environment to kind of like take advantage of what you can in a city, which I, again, I really appreciate, but I think all those factors combined, like I kind of just like wound up at American and not to say like, I love my friends, like love DC, but I was still 20 like I I knew I wanted to do something in the health sciences but I wasn't really sure and American I think is the place like it's really big in poli sci business like you you know you're in like the political capital of the world and I literally would tell people like oh I'm like pre-med or I've seen pre-med and they're like what are you doing here and I was kind of like what am I doing here Um, yeah like good and I and they just I don't think they had I mean this is also back in 2008 like I'm old but uh so they it could change now but I feel like they didn't really have the resources anyway so while I was there I kind of realized okay this place isn't for me but what really but I love my friends but really what What year was was that like when When I figured it out yes when you were like uh probably my sophomore year so yeah so I actually ended up so I'm a so I used to be a big runner, avid runner. Running was mm-hmm. like a huge outlet for me, a stressor. Um, I still do it, but not as much now. Yeah. But so I ended up um, running the DC Marine Corps Marathon. So mm-hmm. my dad has run a f- bunch of marathons. And that, that was always something that I wanted to you know check off my bucket list. I was 19 at the time. So this is my sophomore year, fall of my sophomore year. Yeah. Um, and so I ran the marathon and... I think what's after I, after running the marathon, I got what's called post-marathon depression. So mm. it's kind of like postpartum in a way where like, yeah, you have this, yeah, you have this like big goal, like you train like months for it and then you do the event and then it's over. And then you're mm-hmm. like, now what? And I, I think like your body identity type thing. S- sorry, say that again. Is it kind of like a loss of identity type of thing? Yeah, kind like, of. Like identity. I think the marathon, yeah, it was like the marathon was distracting me from my like, 
I guess, unhappiness at school, yeah. like, because I was so focused on this, like, goal, and um, it's funny, I, I don't think I'd ever, ever run more than, like, four miles before that, like, this is so my personality, where I'm, like, okay, cool, we're okay. gonna go from zero to 100, yeah, I'm just, like, again, and you'll see, this will be a theme later on in my story, <laughs> where I'm, like, fuck it, let's go, um, but, yeah, so I was, like, I want to run a marathon, whatever, so, yeah, I trained for a long time, and then after, I definitely, like could feel myself um kind of going through a slump like sophomore slump but I think the catalyst was the marathon and like I think my body was used to getting all these endorphins from running and like after running 26.2 miles last thing I want to do is run so I was like okay I'm not running and then I kind of found this slump and then I noticed like I was having like trouble concentrating in school which was definitely wasn't that wasn't ever an issue for me like I liked school I was very um academic and I remember I had to write a paper on art history like renaissance history (laughs) and I literally was like staring at this blank word document and like just having such trouble like could not start and I then I had trouble sleeping like I wasn't really eating I was kind of like distancing myself from my friends like all these like telltale signs of depression that I honestly didn't know at the time and mind you this was in 2009 I guess now and I, I don't I mean, like, I think mental health has come a long way, but it's still, like, at that time, like, so not really, not at all. Yeah, 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 exactly, and you didn't really hear of people taking breaks from school, or, like, you know, so, so I didn't really I know like what was happening. Were, like, subtle resources that were, like, you know, even social media nowadays, kind of, there's Instagram accounts, TikTok accounts that showcase, like, oh, like, it's more normalized, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, oh, and I don't even really think, back then, I feel like. This is how old I, I don't think Instagram was a was it a thing back then? Oh my god, I can't. I'm so old. I can't even remember. No, no. And like, wasn't really talked about. But yeah, so anyway, so, and my friends kind of noticed, like, they'd ask me to go to the dining hall. And they're like, no, I have to, like, I, and I, it, I could feel myself, like, my body, I was like, something is not right to yeah. the point where I called my parents and like, my dad actually came down. And then it was right around Thanksgiving time. So I remember I went home for Thanksgiving and then I never went back. I literally was like, <laughs> all of sophomore years to so just, all like, of, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Fall of sophomore year. I literally, so I, I had done almost like a year and a half at American. Yeah. Um, and so like, I went back home and I was like, I can't go back there. Like I literally, I feel like it was like a visceral reaction. Like my body was like, this isn't right. Yeah. Um, and thank God, honestly, like looking back, I'm like, thank God that this happened. Like it, I think it's just the universe's way of like putting me on the right track. It just yeah. sucks. I feel like in my life I've gone through these like extremes, like to get placed back on the right track. But yeah, so, yeah, totally. so that happened. So I went back home and I definitely was lost and it was, it was tough. Like I definitely, I think I sunk into more of like a depression. Like I was like, what am I going to do? And like, you know, my friends from school were at school, obviously. Then my friends from home were at their schools and like people were like, well, what are you going to do? Like people were asking me all these questions. Like, are you just going to drop out? Like, what are you going to do now? And and I'd I'd always been kind of like, like done well in school. So it was very unusual, I think, to see someone like myself, like yeah. just leave school and people were like, well, now what? And it was tough, honestly. And I, and and I, I kind of- It wasn't like normalized back then to really, no. leave. it wasn't talked about at least to just leave. Like it was very, you go to school or you don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. There was not yeah. any gray area for that. So I could understand yeah. that. And I definitely, and yeah, especially where I'm from, like most people, like the expectation is that you go to college after high school. But ironic, like, ironically, my brother was not that way at all. Like he didn't even take the SATs. Like my brother, super smart, but like school is not his thing. So I'm so blessed with the, um, 
parents that I have, like shout out mom and dad, because they <laughs> were literally truly like they were like, if you don't want to school, you want to go back, you want to go back, like you want to work, you like they're so open minded and supportive. Where I feel like a lot of other parents like would not be like that, or from from what friends were telling me that like my yeah. my mom would never let me leave school or whatever. Like that's just not something that you do. So very grateful for them. They are a huge part of like my journey and how I've been able to like navigate change and bop around. Yeah. But so yeah, so so I'm home um trying to figure things out like just getting healthy because I definitely like wasn't myself. Like I was definitely going through depression even if I didn't like recognize it at the time. Did you take um, the whole next semester off or did you just Yes. Like, yes. Okay. So I took that spring semester off. Okay. So I I like was able to take my finals like I finished out my semester like like worked it out with my professors and then yeah. I had that spring semester off and I didn't want to just like drop out like my I think I took a medical leave where it was like okay. you want to make sure like you still have a spot in school yeah um so yes yeah, so I was able to do that and That's then so interesting even right then like having to take a medical leave for it in a sense where like nowadays I feel like I've heard of professor I mean a a lot of things are offered virtually so it's just a whole oh true like, yeah nowadays it's like it's more it's more common for people to like stay home for a semester because of mental health or anything yeah. like that. And it's, I would say like, it's more accessible to have like fully virtual classes and stuff and, yeah. you know, versus even, like taking a whole like medical, you know, it just like, when yeah. you said that, I was like, Oh wow. Wow. That's so interesting. I didn't even think of virtual. I don't even think virtual was an option. Like that yeah, was not. Sure. Yeah. Oh, so interesting. Um, so yeah, so I'm back at home trying to figure things out. I like, I don't even think I was working. Like I was just trying to like not be depressed and like yeah. focus on my health, which was great. And I think again, like society doesn't really like, or at least back in the day, like support, like taking a backseat, like taking a, taking a knee basically, like in yeah. order to get better. So very grateful say, for my like, parents. Real quick. What would you say like in that time of like recovering, trying to like get yourself healthy again with not being in school, et cetera. What did you mainly like focus on in order to kind of get back up and running? I would say like, um, that's a good question. I mean, for me, I think like yoga, honestly, and like being with just like supportive family, um, and friends and like, kind of like not being around people that like, I definitely felt judged like a hundred percent, like even for my closest friends back at, at home. And like, you know, we're young, whatever, like nothing against yeah. them, but it definitely was like, I kept it very close to like my family yeah. and just like being around people who love me no matter what, if I was going to college or not. Like, yeah. um, so yeah, I honestly can't really remember. Like, I think, um, I know my parents wanted me to go to therapy, like figure yeah. out. And I, to me, and I know you're a big proponent of therapy and I yeah. am a big proponent for that. Like if it works for people, I know for me personally, I think, it just didn't work. Like I did yeah. not trust the person. Like I just shut down. I'd literally cry the whole time and be like, yeah. you don't know who I am. Like it just, it really, yeah, and nothing against sure. that. I just, it really just like was not something that worked for me. Um, I, I feel like and if I, I did it now, it'd be different, but. Yeah. Uh, and I think yeah. too, like for people, when it comes to therapy, like, cause whenever I was going through like my super rough time, I tried to go to therapy also. And like, it wasn't, mm-hmm. working for me. it was almost like yeah. I was in such a bad spot that like, yes. Yes. I didn't, I didn't know how to conceptualize my feelings enough to be able to talk yes. about them with someone else. So like, 100%. I didn't go to therapy until I was like, I had at least gotten a little bit better. Yeah. And, and like self-awareness. Like, yes, for sure. Yes. So like, I would totally understand that. And I think also it's good that like, 
you sat through, like almost like sat through and felt your emotions through that season Uh of life instead of just like pushing it away because you have that small time where like, yes, you are struggling a lot, but you're also becoming more self-aware and being able to figure it out versus like just carrying that on and letting it trickle through little parts of your life. So yeah, definitely. You hit the nail on the head. I think for me, I remember just like literally crying in the person's office and being like, I'm not depressed. And they're like, Lindsay, you can't even get words out without sobbing. I'm like, but I'm not like, I think I was even resistant to being labeled like a depressed person or like going through that. So yeah. So I don't even honestly, yeah, I can't even remember like really what got me out of it. But I just remember as like, you know, um, winter went on, it was getting warmer. I think I was a lifeguard over the summer. So like, I was like, like, my plan was to like, go back to lifeguarding. And I remember, so this is what's crazy is, I think I was good at this time and just, I think waiting for like work to start at the pool. Um, But I was literally, I think messaging my friend that was at American. Mm-hmm. Um, we were literally, I think we were on Facebook chat. Did you even do this? Am I like, are you too young? No, no, to I, actually, I, did. I, did Facebook chat. <laughs> I was like, Facebook I think chat. it was oh, Facebook right. chat. It's so oh, funny. Right. So we were literally like messaging back and forth in Facebook chat. And he was currently in Madrid, Spain at the time. Like he had done like a study abroad program. He was a couple years older than me. Yeah. We were friends, played on the soccer team. Um, but yeah, and he was kind of like, oh, where'd you go? Sort of thing. And like, I was like, oh, I took a youth semester off, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. And American's not like, it's like a medium-sized school. So I think everyone kind of knew, like, or my friend group. But anyway, so we're messaging back and forth. So he was in Spain and we were joking. He was like, oh, like, you should come out here. Like, have like, trip out here. And I'm like, oh, yeah, haha. Let me just like hop on a plane and like go visit, whatever. Yeah. And then we literally, the joke started to get more serious. Where we're like, well, let's like look at flights. And (laughs) so we're literally (laughs) looking at flights and we're like, wow, this is actually like not, it it, like weirdly was not that expensive and he I think it was his like last week of being in Madrid like it was like his last like thing abroad so he was kind of like well if you do want to come out here like actually seriously like you got to come out like Like now or never like like Tuesday like literally it was like you got to get out here and it weirdly worked out that his roommate at the time was um I think he was trying out to be on like a professional soccer team out there um so he like his room was open like he was like you would have a open room like you have your own room whatever like you should just come out here and and meanwhile it's not like we were dating or anything like we were fret like we kind of had yeah. a history but um yeah. we were like this is kind of like a random not a random but he's my friend but like this is just like like just like, like kind of so yeah. literally I was like oh my god like am I going to Madrid on Tuesday like literally like, uh, I I never, bo- never. <laughs> so I literally Lynn's like I booked a flight and I literally, I remember going to the beach with my family, I think like two days before. And I was like, yeah, so like, I'm going to Spain on Tuesday. And they're like, wait, what? But they also were, they were so, we're like, they were like, yeah, go for it. And like my dad, I think, like I said, like he's such, he's such a big proponent of travel and he's done a lot of different things. And I think my parents were honestly just happy to see me like enthusiastic about life and like yeah. better oh, that they're like yeah they're like go to Spain like I don't even think they asked who the guy was like they like had no, they're like yeah go go like they're Have so fun. yeah and again it was like a testament to my parents too for being like so chill about it yeah. about it um but yeah so and I weirdly just had this gut feeling that I had to go I literally was like in my gut I was like I, I felt compelled I was like this is yeah. like I have to go yeah. um and thank I thank god I did so I go to Spain we have like the best week ever. Like I fell in love with Europe. I had been to Italy beforehand, but this is with my family, but this is the first time that I've actually like 
that in Europe and like uh, kind of on my own as an adult. Yeah. And like, it was, we had just had such a ball. I totally fell in love with Madrid. And throughout that week, we actually went to, he has like family friends that live a little bit outside of Madrid, like in these like nice suburbs where all like the, the football players, the soccer like players yeah. live and all the Real Madrid players, blah, 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 blah. Really nice place. So we go to this, like his family friends, like dinner and they have kids and they live in this like nice place and they're and I was just I think I was just telling them about myself and at that time my plan was to take classes in Manhattan like in the fall like yeah. just at a school like my sister was doing that at the time so I didn't really know I was like okay I want to transfer I want to leave America at but, home and then yeah like, but I didn't okay, yeah 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 exactly and but I didn't enroll like I really like that was just like a loose plan like yes. okay like I'll just take classes with my my sister Nicole and like whatever um totally. figure something out I'm like kind of ease back into school yeah so that was kind of like the idea but my sister had spent a year living abroad in Italy like she did a studying abroad program and so she again my sister and my dad big proponents of traveling and yeah. so she, I kind of had that nugget she was like oh if you're gonna study abroad this is just like you know we were talking about it randomly, but like, yeah. oh, if you're going to go abroad, like I recommend going for like two semesters, like go for a year. Most people yeah. who go for a semester, they're like, they wish they stayed for a year. So really? that I had that nugget in the back of my head, like, oh, I want to do that too. That's so cool. Like I would yeah. love to live abroad. So, okay. So we're at this, uh, these people's houses and um, house and they were mentioning, they're like, oh, we actually need a nanny in like oh the fall <laughs> for a year or whatever to like live. babysit I'm like yeah me... yes, Liz, yes. So, they were, so they were like we need a nanny like we have like I think they had two kids or whatever and they want someone who speaks English because like English is such an international language yeah. like look, like I am so like we are so blessed that we speak uh, we're innate, native English speakers like we're live in America like truly like it, yeah. it is such an advantageous like language to know um so sure. like definitely like like worldwide like speaking english is huge so anyway so they're say they wanted a nanny that spoke english um so they can like teach their kids english and like yeah. i basically live with them and then i could like do my own thing during the day while they're at school blah blah i'm like oh my god this sounds great amazing like sounds too good to be true so i basically yeah. left spain I, well i left europe being like okay like i'm like again, kind of loose plans, but like, okay, I'm, I might like nanny for a year. Like, this is gonna be amazing. Yeah. Um, but it's funny. So while I was in Spain, I fell in love with Europe so much that, and I have a friend who lived in Berlin or sorry, from Berlin, but he was in, he was like half American, half German. And okay. he was like back, back. And so he actually went to DC. I mean, sorry, went to American as a student. Yeah. German Rob, his name's German Rob, shout out German Rob if you're listening. <laughs> uh, but so German Rob was back in Berlin, like doing some internship over the summer. And I, and we always joked in DC, like, oh my God, I'd love to visit you in Berlin. Berlin sounds awesome, blah, blah, blah. And then so while I was in Europe, I'd be like, oh my God, like I should go visit German Rob <laughs> while I'm yeah. here because the flights are so cheap. And so I literally call up my parents and I was like, hey, like I'm actually staying in Europe like an extra week. And they're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I literally extend my trip, go to Berlin. It was awesome. And I must say like visiting like people, like I love visiting locals that like live in the yeah. place. Like this yeah. enriches your experience. I think so much more because you really get like a true like local experience. Anyway, so fell in love with Europe, had the time of my life, so much fun. Come back to the States and I like go back to lifeguarding, but I'm like, okay, in the fall, I'm going to nanny, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So then, so me and the, the mom are like emailing back and forth and it ends up, she ends up changing her mind basically. Like it, 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It falls through. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, we're actually, 
and like because we're because I had to figure out visas and stuff like I had to get paperwork in like you can like you definitely have to prep for just like moving to yeah for sure yeah so she was like okay actually like we decided we're just gonna have someone come to the house like they didn't want a nanny anymore and I was crushed I was like oh my gosh oh my god and this is like in August and I was like what am I gonna so good were you supposed to go out in September or like I think I think so I think it was something in the fall like yeah like that was the plan like okay I'm gonna go for a year like do my abroad year or whatever yeah and so I was like oh my god now what am what am I gonna do and I was so upset and I was like that sucks like I had this vision of like going to Europe for a year blah 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 so I'm at the pool lifeguarding Uh and like this is so crazy you can't make this shit up it's so crazy the universe is but my friend (laughs) Kelly (laughs) shout out Kelly she is a couple couple years older than me and she had graduated she had already graduated college Okay. Uh, she just graduated. So, I, so meanwhile, I'm technically like a sophomore kind of at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so she actually studied abroad in Madrid and had always wanted to go back and teach English mm. out there. So I told her about how like I went there, I fell in love with it, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh my God, Lindsay, like you should apply for my like teaching English program. Apparently the girl that she was going to go with, like kind of that she dropped out, like that somehow didn't work. Is this and she all didn't... like in the same time frame? Yes, this is all like what? in the summer of gosh, when was that? Summer of two thousand and ten. Oh my so god, this is literally I like a like decade. eleven years old. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, this is like literally over a decade ago, and they, and it's crazy how powerful like these moments in my life are so pivotal. Like truly, yeah. like I wouldn't be here in Kansas City right now talking to you if it wasn't for all these things that like happened before. But oh, yeah. so yes, yeah. so she was like, like it just so happened. And she didn't want to go to Madrid alone. And like, so she was like, you should come with me. Like you should apply for my program. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I literally like submitted my application, blah, blah, blah. And I got into the program and we're like, all right. So we literally both moved, me and her, we were like the token New Yorkers, like moved to Madrid, signed a lease, like, in Spanish. We ended up living with, um, gosh, it was eight other people. Like, there was 10 people in an apartment. Like, we were truly, like, yeah, it was an apartment. (laughs) So, literally, 10 people. Yeah, but it was kind of, like, hostel-like living. What? Okay. I I said, is that, like, 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 hostel-like living? Yeah, Yeah, so, so, we'll... Like, so most people, I think, who study abroad in Spain, they live with, like, a host family. But I definitely, like, yeah. I wasn't through, a pro- I wasn't through, like, a university program. Like, this was kind of, like, an external, like, you get, I got yeah. my TEFL, it's called, like, teaching English as a foreign language. So it was kind of like, like, I was an adult. Like, I was 20 at the time. Yeah. And I, this is the first time I was signing a lease. This is the first time I was really, like, grocery shopping on my own because we had, like, dining halls in college. Like, and of course, oh typical lit. Typical Lindsay fashion, typical me fashion is like, yeah, let's just fucking do it zero to 100. Like, let's do it in a fucking foreign country. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I literally remember like talking, like signing a lease in Spanish. And and it's funny because I took AP Spanish in high school and... And it was tough. Like, it, I was like, why the hell did I sign up for AP Spanish? I'm with, like, yeah, native. I, I, take, I respectfully, I did not like taking Spanish. I just. No. I wasn't good at it. I really couldn't yeah. grasp it. Like, for whatever reason, yeah. I could not grasp it. it. I mean, it's, I feel like languages are tough. But, yeah, so I, I like Spanish, but taking AP, I think, just crushed it for me. Or yeah. I didn't enjoy it because my senora was, like, so intense. And we had, like, summer homework. Like, it just was really intense. So I literally, when I went to American, I think at that school, I didn't need a language requirement. And I was kind of like, fuck Spanish. I'm never looking at Spanish ever again. 
blah, blah, blah. Little did I know, I ended up moving to Spain <laughs> and having to know Spanish. So I was like, thank God I took AP, but it's just like funny how the universe works out. I love um, it. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm like, where am I? So we're in, so yeah, I, li- I moved to Madrid and it was like literally the best time of my life. Um, yeah. We lived in like ho- kind of hostile style living. So like me and Ke- my friend Kelly, we yeah. shared a room and then these two girls from two Polish girls, they shared a room and I think everyone else had their own room and yeah. we had like one tiny kitchen and three bathrooms. So, so when came to like leave Madrid, what, like, what, what, like, were you just like, okay, time to go home? Like, how oh, you mean, you oh, leaving, leaving Spain. Oh yeah. Okay. So <laughs> no, so, so, okay, so, so yeah, this is like, no, you lived in Spain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so no, so my mindset going in was like, this is my gap year. Like, this is yeah, my okay. like time. Like, so I wanted to go back to school. Yeah, but it's funny. A lot of people definitely judged me, and they thought they're like, "You're never going back to school." Like, it's so crazy the shit that people would say. Or I'm like, I would never say that to someone. But again, I think it goes back to society kind of like brainwashing people or making people think you have to do X, Y, Z in this order. And if you steer away from that, like something's wrong with you. So like I had people who were quote unquote, my friends being like, Oh, you're not going back. Or like, what are you, what are you going to do? Just drop out. Like they were like, very. it's also like the reputation around a gap year is so like we said earlier, I think it definitely is getting better, but like the reputation is like, okay, a gap year turns into a bigger gap, into a bigger gap, and then yes, an alternative yes. type of thing. Instead of like yeah. people just respecting that sometimes in situations, like it can just be a gap year and you go back. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. It's better, but it's still not there for sure. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, definitely back in 2010 or whatever, like this is yeah. not something people did, or especially for my area. Yeah. Um, you know, I come from like an affluent suburban area where right. like, yeah, like I said, like people are going to call it like very grateful. I grew up in an awesome yeah. area, but it's definitely a bubble for sure. And again, exactly. I'm so lucky I had my parents who were so like, go, they're like, yes, like live abroad. Like my dad, huge proponent. They're like, yeah, like you want to live abroad? You want to go back to school? You don't want to go back to school? Like they really didn't care. They just wanted to see me happy and like do what was right for me. Well, so those are so like how much they believe in you in general, just like knowing that like uh, whatever happens, you'll end up in the best spot you're supposed to be. And I mean, I know a lot of people that have degrees and, and granted I have a degree, but like people get their degrees and they don't do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was at a yeah, wedding yeah. And, and the photographer, she's an amazing photographer she just finished school with health sciences and she's like, well, I want to do photography. And I was like, I mean, you know, but a lot of people are like, yeah. Oh, well, good thing you have your degree to fall back on. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I know she's going to be super successful in photography, you know? So a hundred percent, but it's not yeah. there yet. Yeah. And so I definitely felt judged. Like people were like, yeah. you're dropping out of school, blah, blah, blah. And like, and I, and luckily I think I did, I had the confidence and the support from my parents and my family were like that I could lean onto that let me like drown out the noise where I was like, okay, like, like, fuck you. I don't really care what you think, but that's, that's hard. Especially when you're like, you know, in your twenties and I think you're so impressionable and like you care about what uh, other people think Yeah. where, but I think for me, yeah. So my plan was like, I'm going back to school. Like I want to get my degree. This is just literally just a gap year. So actually before I left for, Madrid I 
this is another part of my story. I looked at school. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to transfer, I'm going to like do my research this time. I'm going to visit. I'm going to like talk to people. I I, I was like, now I was like, okay, I do want to be pre-med or like, like, so I was like, okay, I want to look at schools that are like good for their sciences. Um, so, you know, I looked at schools in DC, I looked at schools in New York city, um, I, uh, Baltimore. And then, so I actually, so I have a friend, shout out Chris, all these people in my life. Shout out yeah, Chris. You gotta, you gotta send this podcast to all of them. I do. I know I should. I really should. Really? I'm like, I wonder if they really know, like truly like how much they influence like the direction of my life. Like it's like crazy. Yeah. So my friend, so my friend, Chris, he's a really awesome lacrosse player. Um, he went to the university of Virginia Mind you, I knew nothing about UVA. No idea. I was just like, I think it's a good school. Um, or I know it's a good school. And people from, I think it's very hard to get into out of state. Yeah. Um, so people, like not many people from my high school went to UVA, but my friend Chris got signed. I think, forgive me if I'm wrong, Chris, but I think he got signed like his sophomore year of high school. Like he was really good at lacrosse. Yeah. Um, so I only knew him that like, oh yeah, Chris Walkwitz at UVA. Uh, so I literally ended up messaging him and I was, go- I was going down to school, to see schools in Baltimore and DC mm-hmm. and UVA is about like two hours south of DC. So I was like, I kind of just, again, had this weird gut feeling. I was like, oh, maybe I'll just like hit up UVA. Like I'll just like add it to like my list of like, yeah, yeah. Cool. like and then, again, this is before I left for Madrid. Um, right. So this is in like the fall of what year was it 2010 I think so I think in like before you left yeah right before I think I left for Spain in like October and I think this is like September so weirdly this is like the time the anniversary I guess right now yeah uh, when all this shit happened Um, yeah yeah, literally Uh, but so I ended up like and he was like yeah of course Lynn's like come down whatever so I go visit him and it's so funny I didn't even see like we call it the lawn which is like the quad kind of like all the academic buildings didn't even see that didn't really see any like school stuff like we literally just partied all weekend with the lacrosse teams and it was so much fun like so much fun and I just again had this gut feeling where I was like okay if I get in here like I'm gonna go here and I again I really didn't know anything about UVA like um but I just fell in love with it it's like this cute college town there's a lot of rich history because Thomas Jefferson founded it. So there's a, there's this like atmosphere about it. There's, it has a soul, I guess I could yeah, say. And I just, and I just loved it. And, uh, but people, again, I think when I was like, Oh yeah, I'm applying here. They're like, Oh, you're, you know, not from you. You're not from Nova. They call it Northern Virginia. You're not from yeah. Virginia. Like you're not going to get in kind of thing. Like kind of like, okay, sweetie, that's like funny, but like, you're like so many like, people doubted me thus far. Yeah, 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 and kind of. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'm still applying anyway. Like I don't care. Yeah, uh, but yeah, my gut was like, okay, I love this place. But yeah, people were definitely like, okay, well, not many people get in out of state, and like, good luck, blah blah blah. Yeah. Like, so I go. All. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, so I go to Madrid, and it's crazy to think like I literally was applying to schools and filling out applications like in my apartment, like insane. And like literally Skyping my mom and being like, can you send this transcript here? And can you do this? Like, it was like crazy. Uh, but yeah, I remember like in this spring, I got an email that I got accepted to UVA. And I was like, oh my God. And I was in Spain at the time. So I was still in Madrid. And I literally, it was crazy. I had to decide like where I was going to school, like while still living in a foreign country. Like this is the spring yeah. semester now I guess you could say and so I, I wasn't able to like go visit the schools or like really check it out like I and I think I had to like put my deposit in or something 
Um, did, it and feel, it's, did it feel like good or bad to like, I mean, like for me, I always love a plan. So I would have felt like it would have felt good to have that assurance that like, okay, I know what, I know what my next step is, but it did also kind of feel maybe bittersweet that like, okay, I'm still in Spain living my best life, like doing, (laughs) but I have to go back to that, you know, like, how did that feel? Yeah. No, it definitely felt good. Like it felt good being like, yes, like I do have a plan. Like I do have a more solid plan. And like, I'm definitely not against like planning, but I, I think through these experience I've learned to, like we talked about, like to embrace the uncertainty of being in this weird position where you don't have a plan. Yeah. Um, But funnily enough, I actually applied to Boston College where I wanted to go to the first time around and I got in. And then I was like, fuck you guys. You didn't accept me the first time. You're like, no. (laughs) So I was like, I'm going to UVA. Uh, And my dad was like, what? Like, do you want to go to VC? Blah, blah, blah. And and then I think UVA was a better school or whatever. Just, I was like, no, I want to go to Virginia. Um, but yeah, so again, it's just like funny how life works out. And I knew nothing about UVA. Like I literally, like if, if it wasn't for that, just like random spontaneous trip down, uh, to visit my friend, Chris, like then I would have not applied. Uh, and then I would have never met, like I met Brian, my now fiance at UVA. So yeah, maybe I did. Maybe I did. Yeah. He did, um, ROTC, which is like officer training, whatever. Yeah. 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 Yeah, shout out, Brian. Hi, Brian. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and he, oh, I mean, I'm going to make him listen to this, but um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, isn't that crazy? So I'm like, okay, thank you, Chris, because like I, and then we moved, I mean, the story continues, but I would yeah. never be in Kansas City if it weren't for me transferring to VA and meeting my now fiance. Totally. Whenever you, so when was it that, because you went to UVA thinking, you wanted to go to med school? Correct? Yes. Yes. This is the next talk chapter. About, yeah, like talk about that pivot. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. I've talked a lot about that. It's crazy. Okay. So yeah. So I go to UVA being like, okay, I'm pre-med. Um, and like UVA was tough. Like it definitely oh, yeah. was like an academic like level up for sure. And I yeah. was trying, I was a transfer and I was trying to cram all these like pre-med courses while also changing my major while also trying to graduate on time, blah, blah, blah. And you're um, also taken out of like the standard college environment for about a year and a half or so. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. And it's funny, but I must, I must say living in abroad gave me that confidence Yeah, where I was like, like, I literally was like, okay, this is going to be easy. This is going to be in the same language. Like I'm going to be in America. Like this is college. Like, isn't that crazy to think like putting in perspective? My biggest thing is like, if for whatever reason, but if anyone can, if, if you ever have the opportunity to like travel abroad, even if for, I went for two weeks to Europe and like, it was amazing. It was nothing mm-hmm. for, for no educational purposes, but I learned so much in those yeah. two weeks about life in general and just myself. And so I'm like, I always encourage that. Like pe- my friends make fun of me because they're like, okay, Lindsay, we know you went to Europe. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Like, it really, I mean, I was kind of the same way. Like when I, it was my first week or my first month working at Lulu. I get there and I have to like introduce myself at a staff meeting oh, and God. a girl yeah. I worked with, Jenna, you were, yeah, you know, Jenna, but uh, Jenna. Yeah. yeah, she messaged me on Instagram and I was like literally 20 years old and uh-huh. I think she was 26, 27 at the time. And she was like, she messaged me and she's like, Hey, like you said you like to travel in the staff meeting. Like I was supposed to go to Europe with this girl for two weeks in November, but 
things fell through. Do you want to come? And I was like, amazing. I literally told my mom and I was like, mom, this girl wants me to go to Europe. She was like, who is it? I was like, this girl that I just met at work. And she's like, yeah, do it. Like same kind of same. Yes. Yes. Do it. Go for it. Like, and she still tells me, she's like, I mean, I was scared to let you just like go through Europe for two weeks, but like, I knew that like, that would be such a good opportunity for you. And honestly, like I said, it was so beneficial just to like, be outside of our normal life and learn stuff about that. But yeah, that's my little token on. No, definitely. I I forgot. um, You definitely told me that story and I love that so much. And it really is like resonates with me, obviously with like my, my like history and just really leaning into like the uncomfortableness of it. And I think the more you do that, the more ironically, the more comfortable you get with it. Like you, like the more comfortable you get with being uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> so the more you- I can do that. Like I was really, t- I was a timid traveler. Like I didn't really like to go. I, I'm lucky to be able to travel a lot, but like I didn't really like to go to places I didn't really know. I get super yeah. anxious with flying, stuff like that. So it really kind of like pushed my boundaries in terms of just even those little obstacles I had to conquer, which seems silly, but like it was so impactful. So. No, definitely. And even and now, I mean, that, again, my dad was like, it's such a big proponent of travel, like, I think, and that that experience, like experience is the best teacher. But also yeah. when you travel, like you see the world in a different light, where you're looking at different cultures, and their cultural norm is doing x or whatever. Mm-hmm. And my dad always says, like, society is always wrong. So like, it, it's up to you to figure out what what parts are right and wrong for you. So like, for instance, in Spain, it is very common for people to live at home with their parents until they like get married until they're like 30 or whatever. Um, Whereas like say in our culture, maybe it's not, it's more quote unquote looked down upon or whatever. But when you see that you're like, okay, it's okay. And you figure out where it's right for you. And I think that just builds your confidence. And and it also makes you a more empathetic person. Like you know what it's like being a foreigner like not in your native country so you're going to be a lot nicer to that person who's asking you for directions in broken english or yeah, whatever it is totally. um so yeah huge proponent of traveling cute like i just want to travel everywhere and learn all the things and a trip. Just yeah literally oh yeah, yeah literally um <laughs> but anyway so yeah. we were on talking about how med school? yes med school Transition, the big transition. Yes. So, okay. So, yeah. So, I know, isn't it crazy? So, like, all the things. But, so, yeah. So, I go to EVA being like, okay, I'm pre med. I want to go to med school now. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm serious about it. Um, Yeah. I met Brian at the time and we were just friends. Like, we met literally the last semester, like the semester before I was graduating. Blah, blah. But, yeah. So, I was like, okay, I want to be a doctor, all this stuff. Um, I graduated from UVA with a degree in cognitive science and like concentration neuroscience. So, very like, like a uh, bio psych combined. Oh I know. And I know. I know. I'm like, why did I, why? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I like ring to it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And again, I'm very grateful for yeah. like, I, no one could take that away from me. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like no one could take away. Like I'm a marathon runner. Like I've run a marathon. Like, and that, I yeah. think going through those times of adversity, like definitely build your confidence and you're like, yeah. okay, well I, like literally I was like, I remember walking around, 
uh, University of Virginia, like the fall, like going to class. And I was like, how the fuck did I get here? Like, I literally had like, I literally had like, yeah, like I literally had like a pinch me moment where I was like, what is good? Like, but it was amazing, like in an amazing way where I was like, this is amazing. I can't believe I'm going to school at UVA. Like, I didn't even know what this place was. Like, it's just such a, was such a surreal moment for me. And like, again, like so grateful, like I had the confidence having lived in and like working in Madrid like I wasn't studying abroad like I wasn't in a abroad program like my parents weren't giving me money like I was paying my own bills like I was grocery yeah. shopping like there's times when I was very uh on a very tight budget and like <laughs> eating corn for a week because I couldn't I wasn't getting paid like it like or I, I had to wait <laughs> literally literally canned corn so funny but and that but that though going through that stuff like just builds character and like I think makes yeah, you a better sure. person uh, but yeah, so anyway, so I'm at UVA. Um, oh, okay, so I graduate UVA. I end up going back to New York, um, and I still had like biochem to take, and like I think I wanted to boost my GPA before like applying to med schools. It's very competitive, so yeah. I took some post back classes like in New York City, um, and I commuted like from like I took the train, which is very common in the area. I yeah, in. like it's a very commuter. Um, place uh and I worked like I like worked my butt off because my parents were not paying for my post-bac classes so I literally had no life like I worked as a server and I worked in the ER as like a medical scribe in New York City and then I was also taking classes like and eating corn yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) um shout out corn isn't there that meme going around or something yes little (laughs) kid (laughs) that is hilarious um yeah 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 but uh what was I saying so you said you so, were oh yeah nurse or doing so yeah ER. so long oh yeah so I was like really hustling and like um trying to get to med school and like at this point I was like okay all I want to do is like get in like I was like and it's like very it's it's not easy to get in especially oh, in yeah. an MD program like in America like a lot of people do go to other types of um medicine or or like go to the Caribbean because it's just like there's not enough spots like it is so intense and like crazy and so luckily my sister actually is a doctor and she had went through the whole process um wow. so she was helping me a lot yeah. um but yeah I was definitely on the grind like studying for the MCAT like just like really wanted to get in so I, I got in and I ended up rolling in New York Medical College this okay. is in 2017 now okay. so like fast forward 2017 yeah yeah, like kind of recent. Yeah. Um, comparatively to yes. like a decade. <laughs> yeah. Um, and all I wanted to do is be a doctor. Like I was very, I think since like going to UVA, like very tunnel visioned about it. And I was like, okay, like I'm going to get in. And again, people told me like, well, it's really hard to get in like blah, blah. And I like wanted to prove them wrong. Like very, yeah. and again, this state goes back to like my personality of like all or nothing. Like, well, I was, cause like there are other options you could take you like in healthcare, physical therapy nursing PA whatever and like nothing wrong with those like looking back I'm like maybe I should have done one of those and not be so stressed out for yourself at the time for sure yeah and I think it was like an ego thing for sure honestly like it's like well if I'm gonna do it like I'm gonna go all out like I'm gonna go for being a doctor and like that is like my brain in there yeah like that's my um it is my strength but also my downfall I think for sure um so anyway so I was like I want to be a doctor blah 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 I go to New York Medical College and at this point Brian and I are dating but we're long distance so we were long distance for like four five years like it had been a while and he really wanted to be a pilot so his 
he was like, well, I want to be a pilot. And I was like, well, I don't want to be a doctor. So we literally like, okay, like, I guess we're just going to figure it out and try. I knew he was my person, but like, yeah, trying to focus on our like careers at the time and so supportive for him, like, thank God for him. And like, I feel like long distance relationships and like relation like that's a whole nother podcast I feel oh, like yeah but, yeah, you, yeah. You and I have had many conversations about long yeah distance, which your distance typically is a lot further than mine was but in the, but same, it's still fashion, in the same struggles yeah yeah so, uh yeah. but well, yeah we'll so part two for long distance relationships yeah but at the same time next week no. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like it. oh lens and lens just like yeah this is just our podcast yeah, I love it. Um, but yeah, so so I'm at uh, medical school and literally kind of the same thing, unfortunately, happened to me, what, what happened to me at American, yeah. where I feel like my body, my gut was like, this isn't right. And it was, it took me like being enrolled in medical school to realize that. And yeah. again, I think I was so focused on like, getting in and like, I need to get in, I need to get in and like becoming a doctor, like just like, getting that milestone yeah. that once I was there, I was like, fuck this. Like I am miserable where yeah. it just, and nothing against, again, like we need doctors. Like I'm like respect the shit out of people yeah. who go through the process. And like, I, I just realized like this wasn't, wasn't for, for me and like yeah. my values like weren't lining up like with, like it just didn't make sense to me. Like people were studying or you have to study like 12 hours a day. The first year is like notorious for being like so insane, very heavy on the academic yeah. Um, super competitive like you're with all these like super smart people in like one room like literally like no one's like eating right no one's working out like literally everyone's like like I remember this one girl was like I don't even have time to eat like I don't have time to shower like I have to study whatever like so so intense and, you're, like, and I align with health and yeah exactly and then yeah. I noticed my like health like mental and physical health was deteriorating and so I would still try to keep running because running still was like my my stress outlet and literally I remember people would see me running at the gym and being like how do you have time to do that and I'm like what like this is crazy like I need to stay sane and I and I was still so for me that was a really really tough realization again and I felt like I wasn't eating right like I started not being able to sleep I was stressed out of my mind I couldn't concentrate I was like I felt me slipping kind of like I had an American and I was like oh no and luckily I went to school in Westchester where I'm from so kind of like full circle like and I was only like 30 minutes from home Mm -hmm. um and funnily enough I actually was born at the hospital that I was like enrolled at med school with so I know so funny but so I was like so grateful like I'd go home on the weekends but I literally was like mom dad like I can't do this yeah and that was really tough because literally for so long I put so much blood sweat tears money energy into getting in and then I get in and I'm like I don't want to feel like at that point you had attached a little bit of your identity with like where your future was supposed to go or the plan. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. So this is a big lesson for me. I don't think I truly like, I think I gained the self-esteem of like, you know, bopping around, going to different schools, living yeah. abroad and stuff. But in terms of like career, like I'm definitely an achiever. Like, and I like wanted to achieve this thing and I thought like being a doctor like it I'd be respected I also want to help people like I definitely didn't like I really was like what I thought I wanted to do but I think my ego is attached to like being this thing and identifying well like I'm going to be a surgeon or like I'm 
you know, going to be this great doctor and that's really well respected. You make good money, but you're also, you know, like helping people and stuff. And then, yeah, so you're then, a doctor, you know, people like you're some people are like, kids that's a, and yeah. want to be a doctor, you know, that's yeah. Like, uh, like a well respected sure. in general career, yes. I think that. Yeah. I almost like brainwashed myself to be like, well, that's what I want to do. And I was like very tunnel visioned about it. And then when that didn't, when I ended up leaving, it kind of was like going through a divorce or like a breakup. Like it literally was like a breakup of what I thought my life was going to look like. And that was really tough for me. And I was like, what the fuck do I do now? (laughs) Again, kind of like in the same boat. And again, like kind of like went through depression and it wasn't, yeah. And like therapy didn't work for me again. Yeah. Like it kind of felt like I started a square. I was like, this feels similar. You found yourself uh, in the same position you were just in. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then, so my sister actually was living in, well, she still lives in Virginia. Weirdly, she ended up going to residency at the university of Virginia. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So funny. So it's all like, connected yeah uh and she at the time broke up with her boyfriend and that was yeah. kind of so I ended up moving to Charlottesville while I was still kind of depressed honestly like I could barely get out of bed and my mom yeah. said you should go be with your sister yeah. and that will help you because you're focusing on something else than your misery yeah. uh and so I was like okay so I moved to Virginia and I kind of and I started literally walking dogs and like working at a yoga studio and like oh geez yeah and like in 2018 2019 gosh when was this yeah it was that I think that was the time gosh I can't remember were you only for the one semester yeah so I I mean I say a year because I like I took again I took a medical leave so I still had my spot like in because my dad's like you are so hard for this and like don't give this up like whatever and like we've gone through something like this before so he was smart like he like and I worked so hard to get a seat like literally six percent of people get it yeah like it is so fucking hard of course people are like what the hell are you doing and again I had to learn to like like drown out the noise where I was like this this doesn't feel right for me but again people are like well now what are you gonna do what are you just gonna drop out and like the judgment and, and then I learned, and it's like, you know what? It's a blessing because it's like, I don't need people in my life that are not going to support me and judge exactly. me for like that stuff. So it really is like a blessing in disguise. But at the time it sucks. You feel oh, like yeah. shit. And you're like, wow, everyone thinks I'm such a loser. Or like I'm a med school dropout or whatever. And like that narrative where mm-hmm. I've learned like to spin it around where I'm so grateful for my experiences. And like, but honestly, like I'm so happy I didn't go to med school. Like that was not for me. And especially during like COVID and everything and like oh, yeah. doctors and burnout and everything where I'm like, thank God I am not. Well, and I it. feel like for me with my transition, I left after my sophomore year and like, Freshman year was super duper hard. It was, I like literally just so difficult for me. The adjustment was very hard and just all the things of going to school. And I was only two hours from home at Mizzou, but like it was bad freshman year. And then sophomore year was actually better. Like I wanted to go home after freshman year, but I Uh had myself, I was like, I'm not going home until I give it a fair chance. Cause I knew that like, Freshman year, I was like, I didn't really give it a fair chance because I was in such a bad spot. And then mm-hmm. I went back for sophomore year and I knew it'd be a little bit better because I was living in the sorority house, all the things. And it was so much better than freshman year, but I still had that exact same gut feeling like you were talking about. I was like, I just don't belong here. Like I would look yeah. at other people and I was like, it was almost like an out of body thing where I would look at them and I'm like, it seems like they belong here, but I'm like, 
I just don't like, I was like, I just don't feel right here. I, I couldn't put, I could not pinpoint it, but I was just like, I don't get it. Like I, you know, yeah. I, I couldn't get it. And so whenever I left, like people were like, well, you're just moving home and like, you're just going to go to school at home. And it, at that point, like I wasn't really self-aware enough or honestly confident enough to admit to people that I was like, I'm just not in a good spot. Like yeah. this, you know, and like at that point, even then, like at that age for me, like no one was really still talking about mental health yet. You know, uh-huh. that's around the time when I started my like life with Lynn's page. And like, I was posting maybe like once every three months because I was so like articulate about what I was posting. I was only posting about fitness stuff, like nothing mental wellness related or mm-hmm. anything like that. But it was super hard for me to go from living with like 80 something girls in a sorority house and having so much fun. And like, I'm so grateful for the roommates I had because they made the experience so much better that sophomore year. But it was just like, after that, like I had to tell all these girls that were like, or even my friends from high school, they were like, Oh, well, it looks like you're having so much fun on Instagram. Like, what do you you mean you're coming home? So I can totally relate to you and saying that you just have to drown out the noise and like, not really worry about what other people think. And because I've had other people reach out to me and be like, Hey, like Lucy Davison, shout out Lucy. Sorry, I'm. I'm <laughs> like, sorry, but she, I love like, the name dropping. <laughs> I drop. Hey, Lewis, you better listen. No, <laughs> yeah. But, um, I remember she reached out to me and was like, "Hey, like about moving home and working at Lulu and stuff like that," and just like kind of confided in me. And like I had other people reach out to me, and be like, "Hey, can I talk to you about like how like your transfer home and stuff like that?" And I was like, "What a blessing in disguise to now be able to provide like insight for people who are going through the same struggle." Because I was so open about it, and I was like, "Yeah, I transferred home. I moved home." Eventually, I was able to more talk about why that I was just in a really bad spot. But like, I've now become like semi a spot for like people to come and confide in and just be like, "Hey, I'm going through the same thing. How do you navigate it?" Type of thing. So. Definitely. I think great. And I think drowning out the noise was definitely hard, like you said. And it was, it knocked me down a few times and made me second guess myself if I should leave. And like, I mean, I wasn't in med school or anything, but this was just undergrad, but I was still like, it just isn't right, you know? So, yeah. Really and good for you, though. Like, wait, it's like a testament to your strength. And like, yeah. and, and just because, like, I feel like even to the like Instagram thing, like, just because it may look easy doesn't mean it is. Or like, what's that quote that's like, just because I carry it well doesn't mean it's yeah, that easy. It's not you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, and that's what go. was so confusing is for me is like, I honestly wasn't, you know how some people will try to portray a really great life on like Instagram. And I mean, it is a highlight reel, which is fine. Like people aren't going, it's not mm-hmm. very normalized for people to be posting vulnerable things. Like, yes, I do. But like, it's, you know, on your normal Instagram, you just post good pics of going to fun events, doing yeah. fun things. But even then I was having a hard time understanding how my friends at home, like thought I was having a good time. Cause I was such in a bad place that I was like, how does it even look like I'm having a good time? You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. I can, and it's just, that. just goes to show like, you just never know what people are going through. And like, and also like the things that people I think say to you during that like time, like can really make an impact. Like I still remember like people saying like, Oh, what are you going to do? Just drop out. Or like, like people like feeling judged or like, Oh, like, what are you going to do if you don't get into med school? I've had people say that or like, Oh, it's taking so long. Like I even, it took me a while to get in because I was post back and everything. And yeah. um, And literally like one of my best friends at the time, her first response was finally. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and then, but, but, and then like, you know, and that's a projection of whatever, like they're going through 
not me, but like at the time it can feel really hurtful and like painful and like you care about what these people think. But I think as you get older and wiser, you realize like it doesn't matter. And like at the end of the day, like no one really gives a shit what you're doing, yeah. honestly. Yeah. I remember my brother telling me that. It's like no one cares. He's like, no one cares about your doctor. Like no one gives a shit. Like, okay, maybe it'll be a thing like, oh, someone talk about oh Lindsay left med school whatever and then that's it like no one really truly like people are too concerned about themselves yeah. so realizing no, I that like, I talked I talked to my dad a lot about that too and my mom and like whenever I mean I struggled with that even because when I moved home and I started going to UMKC like I had to understand that like like I was mortified that I was going to have to be there for an extra year because of like my credits didn't transfer. I used to be an education mm-hmm. major and I switched to business, like all the things. And I was so mortified because I was like, I'm not going to be graduating the same time. I'm, you know, I'm going to be graduating with a year late. And like, yeah. but now that I'm like past that part of my life, like I've graduated, no one knows. Like honestly, yeah. the thing is, is like at a certain point, no one remembers what age you are. No one remembers exactly you graduate. And I feel like I didn't take the traditional like post-college job route. Like I work remote. I'm very grateful for the opportunity that I did get to have. And it's, it's not traditional and I understand that, but also like, I love it. I enjoy it. And I think that like, it's hard not, it was hard for me to not cloud my head with like everyone posting like, oh, I'm working at Amazon. Oh, I just got, you know, accepted into med school or, oh, Mm -hmm. I finished nursing school, all these things like posting on Facebook and Instagram, stuff like that. And while I know that I can be grateful for them and like be excited for them, especially like my friends and, you know, they're doing the things that they've always wanted to do. It was hard not to be a little envious and be like, oh, well, shoot, like, what am I doing? Yeah. And I think now it's just like, no, like after that post was made and everyone comments and congratulates them, it's still awesome. They're still going to live their day-to-day life and really enjoy it. But it's like, no one remember, like no one yeah. at that point. Like it's great to congratulate them in the moment, but then it's okay to move on and just be like, okay, that's not my career path, but I'm really happy for that. Yeah. It's like, you can't compare for like everyone, everyone's on their own journey. And like, yeah, comparison is the thief of joy. I say it all the time. Like, and then it's like, everyone's got their own thing. Like there's no point. Like you're like, your own path is going to it should look different it should be unique to everyone else's but again i think it is hard to remember that or to know that when society is like brainwashing people to be like well you have to you know go to college after college you get a job after then you're supposed to get married then you're supposed to have kids or whatever this idea of what quote-unquote success looks like for sure um and you just have to like you know find out what success or happiness like means to you and i think really just going through those experiences and going through diversity and traveling and looking at history and getting uncomfortable mm-hmm. and like putting yourself at, like that's where the magic happens like that is where the growth happens and I think that's where like the maturity and wisdoms come from you're like I don't give a shit like and what I this person's doing exactly. I'm happy for them but it's just not my path and like that's okay like it shouldn't be like you're a different person for sure and I feel like the biggest thing too is just like instead of spending so much try- time trying to like off show others like what you're doing and you know what you're succeeding at and like doing it for them it's so much better to just like use that time and that energy to become comfortable with your doing with what you're mm-hmm. doing and saying okay is this what I want to do like stop asking yeah. is this what I should be doing is this how like how it should be going and saying like is this what I want to do you know am I enjoying this you know is this yeah. my energy and my time instead of like 
oh, well, like this is good for now. And I understand there's def- there's definitely like different financial situations and other like logistical factors that play into it and play into life in general. But like just making sure that especially college students now or anyone that's like confused with their career path is like, are you getting comfortable with like what you want to do? And tuning out that outside noise, I think is like the biggest thing that we've touched on is just Mm -hmm. so important. Yeah. And, and just being true to yourself and like, at the end of the day, it's your life, Like you're the one living it. Like your mom, parents, you know, friends, whoever is putting this like pressure questioning you, it's like, they're not the ones like day to day, like being a nurse or going to, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, for so like for your uh, point, like people probably thought like me getting to med school or like that is such a that was seen as quote unquote success. Yeah. But then it's like little do they know I'm freaking out and like dropping out or whatever. And it's yeah. like, I wasn't happy with that. Um, but I think it all boils down to kind of like your values and like yeah. what you value. And I think like I know I touched upon this a little bit uh, talking before uh, our, the podcast, but like. having a sense of honor code and like having integrity like makes you okay like you can sleep at night like you can be with yourself if you know like you like were honest with yourself and like you didn't compromise who you are and like you and then that helps you separate your self-esteem from external circumstance because I think that's where like for me, the true lesson is like, I can say like, oh, fuck the other people or drown out yeah. the noise or whatever. And I think that's easy for me to say because of the experiences that I've had and, and having that like core value system of like integrity, like integrity, having courage and being like compassionate. Like for me, yeah. those are like the top three that's that right. like my dad really instilled in us. And it's like, if you can be like, you lived with honor and you didn't lie, cheat, steal, like you, um, we're true to yourself, like, and you like are doing things that line up with your values. Like if you value um, family, but then you are not spending time with your family, like your values and your actions like aren't lining up. So you have to kind of like take a look and reflect on yourself and like, see like where, yeah, your values and actions can line up. I guess if that makes any sense. Like something that I wanted to like take away for the, or what two of my big takeaways is one, just like, using like through what we've talked about today is just using those pivotal moments instead of like downfalls coming crap. Like it's okay to feel like, like when I was leaving Mizzou, it's okay for me to feel like, okay, this is crashing down. And I feel like I don't know what I'm doing, but also using it as an opportunity and seeing like, okay, where is this going to take me? You know? And I feel yes, like kind of yes. that in terms of like where you bounced around to, because in, it feels like maybe not in the time I could be wrong, but like, it feels like now looking back, it's like, that was such an opportunity instead of, oh, that was such a setback. It's like, yeah, this is an opportunity to pivot. This is an opportunity to change. Like for me, I, whenever I moved home, I didn't look at it as like, oh, I'm moving back to my hometown. I was like, I'm moving to Kansas city. And that's why, that's honestly why I got a job at Lulu. Cause I was like, I want to do it. I want to have a job. I really enjoy. I want to like recreate. Cause I had only been, I'd been at home. I hadn't been like lived at home since high school. And I was like, I want to create a fun life there too. Like it doesn't have yeah. to be like it's just moving home. Like I was moving to Kansas city again. And you know, I think that like, that's just a really important aspect is that looking at that as an opportunity and not just like, Oh, it's coming crashing down or, you know what I mean? Definitely. Like it's a blessing in disguise or like it's my, that's another one of my dad's quotes. Like sometimes you're lucky when you don't know it. So like at yeah. the time leaving med school to me, it was like, Oh my God, this is awful. This is the worst thing that's happening to me. 
blah, blah, blah. Now looking back, I'm like, thank God I left when I did. Like now I want to pursue more like integrative medicine, like yoga, like then me and Brian were able to like, like he got an assignment out here uh, by the B2 and it just like worked out. Like we literally were just like, now we can start a life together in Kansas City. And then, you know, I found Lululemon and it's just like all these like things like connecting the dots dots in retrospect. But I think at the time it does feel really shitty and it's like hard and feels unsettling to be in that like unknown but truly like if you just embrace that unknown embrace the uncertainty like that is where the magic happens yeah and also the last thing I did want to touch on with like a big takeaway is like there's people that could be listening that like don't have a huge support system or their parents Mm. are like oh no you you need to do this or you need to do that and I think the biggest thing with that is just like like while you and I are very lucky to have had that support system and like my parents were very encouraging of it and they were kind of the same like they just wanted to see me like happy again and be back to Lindsay and so I think that like leaning into who at like even if there's just one person that believes in you or believes in like what you want to do because we do stress like self-awareness stuff like that but at the end of the day like you do kind of need a small tribe even if it's one person yes oh yes finding that person that they can trust, even if it's not your parents or if it's somebody else, I think is super important. Uh-huh. Yeah. Find your tribe and even yes, like going find through, the tribe. Yes. And even, and even going through these things, honestly, it also is a blessing because you, you kind of uncover like who will be there for you and who, yeah. who won't and like how they do react to you, like dropping out of med school or transferring or whatever it is. Sure. Um, and that can give you more insight and like, okay, I want this person in my corner or you don't want that person in your corner. And like, that is okay too. For sure. I think it's great. Well, that was such a good talk. I'm going to do a few rapid fire questions. Okay. So fun. Just a little, yeah, I can, little I, I can literally talk to you forever. Okay. I'm like, no, we, we should actually do a part two though. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm down. Okay. So the first one is if you could have a billboard that with anything on it, what would it be and why? Ooh, this is tough. Minute, whatever. Um, okay. I would probably say the universe has your back. And yes. to just trust. So that's like a Gabby Bernstein. I don't know if people are familiar with yeah. Gabby Bernstein, but okay. love her, spiritual guru, wrote a lot of books. But yeah, the universe yeah. has her back. Um, just like you like you're it's gonna be okay. Yeah. And re- anyway, you should read that book if you haven't. What which one? The universe it's called the universe has your back. Yeah. Okay, I have her book. I have a different one of her books, but I don't remember what it is. But I got it for Christmas like last year and then I haven't it's been on my book list, so I'll tap in. Oh, okay, I'll you got one. yeah. But okay, next question is if you could have lunch with your 18-year-old self, what advice would you give them? Ooh, this one's tough for me too, because I feel like, gosh, like go with the flow. I, I, I mean, that kind of is more of that. Or I'd probably say, um, don't be a doctor. No, I'd or like I'd say like <laughs> I'd probably Yeah. Or or I'd probably say like maybe try new things earlier on or, or like yeah. d- just don't be so tunnel vision like like explore explore I think the sooner you figure out what you want to do the easier life will be but I mean that's okay but yeah I'd probably just say like just try new shit don't be yeah. so hard on yourself and like it's gonna I be know. okay yeah for sure okay what I mean I feel like I may have the answer to this but I <laughs> what's been your favorite trip you've ever taken and why <laughs> I know that one. I'm like, oh, like Madrid is like obviously it was a huge uh, yeah. turning point for me. So I feel like I'm like, oh, okay. But but I, I must. I'm very fortunate. I've, I've traveled and done some like gone to really some really cool places. Yeah. I probably say the coolest or most unique one is that 
I went to Dubai for two days and then we went to um, Northern India and like did a tour around that. And that was the first time I've ever been in Asia and like been in a third world world country and just being able to just like see a really different culture and side of the world is really, really amazing. Really beautiful. That's awesome. Okay. What is the best gift you ever received? Ooh, I'd probably say my dog Charlie for Christmas. My golden retriever. Yeah. What? I didn't know that he was a gift. Oh, I mean, like Brian and I gave it like him to each other for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, okay, this is like our Christmas gift. So I yeah, that's kind of is that a cop out? No, no, I think it's great. That or a trip to California I got for my 25th birthday. Is hey, fun. either way. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Last one is how do you remain positive even in the midst of adversity? Oh, that's like we a kind of one. Talked through the whole thing, but I guess like yeah. a small little answer. I guess just like, oh, like, uh, gosh, what do I, I feel like I'm put on the spot. Um, <laughs> Like, uh, how do I stay positive in the midst of adversity? I guess because it's just the better route. Like you yeah. are, you are helping yourself out. Like literally like your thoughts are so powerful and like so powerful. you can switch your mindset and like attract like law of attraction. Like if you're, tra- if you're saying like, this is going to be good, like it will be good, I guess. Like trying to, you're doing yourself a favor by like thinking positively, I guess. For sure. And I feel like people honestly, reframing the situation. So, like cliche and like, oh, be positive. I'm like, it's not even like a toxic positivity thing. It's like sometimes, you know, if you're having a bad day being like, okay, you know what? I know today is really shitty, but like I've had shitty days before I've gotten through it. Here we go. You know what? Like yeah. you know, small ounces of like redirection and reframing, like you said, like it's so yes. important. So I would agree. Like reframing, like if you're running late for work or something, you're like, oh my God, like, maybe I don't I know, missed, but like I missed traffic or yeah, yeah. or a car accident oh or something for literally. Sure. And like, that is just, I mean, who knows if that's like true or not, but it's like a better story to tell. And it's like, why not like train yourself to like think positive things and you will attract positive things. Well, yeah. And I feel like people also are always, they ask me like, how are you so positive? And I'm like, well, first of all, I'm not like, you know, yeah. I, I still, but also I'm, I've trained my brain cause I used to be a really negative thinker. Like I've really trained yeah. my brain to think in different ways and like it is possible. So people start being nice to yourself. That's what yeah. I Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Linz, this was so fun. Aww, thanks Liz. I it was so much fun. I wonder if, if the listener is still with us. <laughs> yeah. Are you still with okay. <laughs> Comment, uh, blue heart. If you're still with us. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome I think like I kind of told you like having a story time is really helpful because I feel like it lets people know that like you said like you're 32 and like it's okay you know like yeah and I'm still trying to figure out what I want to yeah. do yeah yeah and it puts like even me at ease where I'm 23 and I'm like okay I at least got 10 years. Like, no, like no, you, I, I mean, it, I want to figure it there out. There are people that are like 56. I'm like, I think that's the beauty of it. You know, it's okay to change your mind. I mean, my mom's like, really and her and her best friend just bought a building that they're going to make an event space. Like she's still oh my gosh. Job, her full-time job, but like they've been wanting to do it forever and they just bought it. And now they're going to renovate it and make it a small event space. So like, wow. you can do whatever that's you so want. Cool. Yeah, okay, when's so. our next event? Okay, so no, let us. She's gonna renovate it first. We'll yeah, yeah. We'll have like an opening. Amazing. Okay, well, I'll tag all of your social links in the. Oh yes, please do. And then anyone can feel free to 
reach out, message me, whatever uh, uh, you want to talk more. I clearly can talk your off. So um, yeah, I'm happy to support. Oh yeah. Anything. Pain, <laughs> DC, running. I don't know. Anything. Literally anything. Well, thanks Lens. This was so great. And thank you listeners for listening to the podcast. If you've made it to the end, I am super excited for our next episode together when I'll have you on next. Sounds great. Thank All you. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.